This podcast is brought to you by u-discovered.com. This is your new life podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard. And if you want more of life than you've ever had, it starts right now. Welcome to your new life. back to another episode of your new life podcast i am your host craig willard and this is episode 12 for those out there listening that have recently had a breakup thought i would go through my top 10 tips for what to do next breakups are tough and i've said this on many podcasts that any time that you lose something, even if it needs to be lost, it's still tough. And probably the fact that I tell myself that it's going to be tough, it just makes it that much worse. But they're tough. They really are. I mean, we spend an X, you know, an X amount of time with some individual, female, male, whatever, and now all of a sudden we have all this time on our hands that we're used to spending with someone else and we're all alone. So what do you do after you have a breakup? Here's my thought. First and foremost, there's nothing wrong with you. And you have to believe this because oftentimes you'll point to yourself as to why something failed. Oftentimes, or maybe you're accusatory and you accuse them of why it failed. But this is about you because we don't care about them anymore. You're not dating them anymore. Remember? So first and foremost, there's nothing, nothing wrong with you. We've had breakups and sometimes feel as if we're a failure, as if You know, we failed. And the truth is, it's quite the opposite. Because when you break up with someone that is not good for you, that's not a failure of a relationship. That is success. You successfully left someone who treated you bad. You successfully left someone who didn't give you what you felt like you needed. You successfully left someone that was less than you deserve. So while you might say it's a failure, I'm going to say, congratulations, you were successful. The truth is, you're not dating them because something didn't go right. Whether it was something simple or something very big. If it went to the point that you all broke up, that's something you don't want. And you can't get what you want by holding on to what you don't want. Number two, you need to rejoice. It is a time to be happy. It is a time to learn about you. It's a time to not be sad. Remind yourself that you've just removed 
someone who is unhealthy from you. And that takes confidence. And shoo, you sure have it now. I mean, you pull, you, you, one of you all pulled the plug. So give yourself the confidence to rejoice that you have broken away from that which is painful. Those painful chains of that relationship that have held you down for so long. Number three, do not, do not, do not go out with someone else and start another relationship. As the old saying goes, nothing gets you over one like another. Sounds worthwhile, but usually ends up causing you to have more mistakes. Because it doesn't allow you to heal from the old relationship, but potentially that gets you right back into the same situation you were just in. Instead, give yourself time to heal. We all want love. And when we lose even bad love, even companionship, it hurts. But recognize this. Recognize that you've left a partner that you deserve better than and you expect more than. And use this time to learn and reflect so that you don't duplicate the steps that you've taken in the past. Number four, you have a switch. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, most of the guys that work with me, I've shown this switch many, many times. It's like a light switch. One side's logical, the other side is emotional. And it's important to be logical, as you can, about your breakup. And maybe even write down the things in the relationship that you will not tolerate. That way, when you begin to get emotional, you have those powerful statements to remind you just why you left that relationship or why you're not going to get back in it. Maybe they did you the favor, and that's great too. Why don't you send them a thank you card? Number five, learn what it takes to be happy. What does it take to be happy alone? If you don't If you are not happy alone, you're not going to be happy being codependent on someone else for happiness. You must be happy yourself, first and foremost, before you can be happy with someone else. And, and because of that codependency, you're going, to make, you're, you're going to make poor decisions and settle with people that you shouldn't settle with. So some of my best advice, go eat alone. It's awkward and feels uncomfortable, but before you know it, it's not a big deal. The only person that seems to be bothered by it is you. No one else really cares. Go on your own and eat. I promise you, you'll pl- you will provide yourself with plenty of company. I promise you. Take drives out in the country alone. Now, pull over on the side of the road and find the creek and start walking by the creek do things on your own clear your mind it's important to know how to meet your own needs and how to become happy upon yourself just you this is the longest relationship you'll ever have in your life it's with you and by god you better be happy with it if you're not happy internally you're going to 
drive that outside your body and whatever's around you, that relationship included, will be unhappy. And you will be unhappy because you're relying upon them to be happy. Number seven, be aware that all people, men and women, are not like your exes. If you still feel this way, this is a telltale sign that you should not be dating. And you can. Go ahead. I mean, by all means, I'm not telling you, you it's illegal. I'm telling you it's going to set you up for failure. Do not date another individual if you start imprinting what they did before on the new person. Instead, work through those feelings and rationalize them. Once you're through them and they're gone and you truly believe that the next person is not who you dated and you don't hold that inside of you, congratulations, you're now ready to date. Number seven, once you are ready to date, once you've done all the, the prior steps, I love saying this, this is probably one of my favorite, most favorite. From a man's perspective, be the man you want your daughter to marry. From a woman's perspective, be the woman you want your son to marry. Even if you don't have kids. If you have children, they're going to look at you. You as a mother, you as a father, and they're going to date somebody just like you. Just like you. So moms, dads, take note. And if you don't have children, pretend. How would you want them? How would What kind of man would you want them to date? Guys, that's what you should do. What kind of woman would you want your son to date? Be that kind of mom. It's really simple. Number eight, one of my favorite book titles Many of my friends know this. I just point to it. I don't even have to read it. What does it say? What's the title of this book? What we accept, we teach. You must remember this. You teach people by how, how you teach, excuse me, can you talk? You teach people how to treat you. You build the limits and the expectations. Make sure you, you, are, you are accepting exactly what you want to teach. If you allow it to happen, it will continue to happen. If you put your foot down, it will begin to go away. I promise. Number nine, trust your intuition. The power of the gut, I, I can't say enough about it. Now, people will debate that, and that's fine. I'm cool with that. But I have found it to be nothing but powerful. In fact, your first feeling, your gut, your first that gut response, it's probably the one you need to go with. Because over time, what ends up happening is you cognitively or you think about it long enough that you talk yourself out of it. You know what you need to do? Just do it. You got to do it. Trust it. You go against it, I promise you it'll make you sick. It might be six months down the road. It might be two weeks down the road. It will make you sick. And then you regret it. And then you have a bit of depressive thoughts because you'd be like, oh, I should have listened to myself back then. I just should have. Well, now, you're right. You should have. But you know what? As I've said a thousand times, 
20 years ago was the right time, the best time to plant a tree, but the next best time to plant a tree is right now. You may have made the mistake to bypass a thought from back then or a gut feeling, but you can change that today. And you better. My last, number 10. Only date people who are positive. A quick check. You want one? Ask somebody about their ex. What do they say? They say negative things about them? When talking about work, do they complain about things that are not fair? Do they make comments like they're unlucky? You, you've heard those before. They're always, it's, it's poor pitiful me. Victimization. Those people aren't happy. If you see signs of negative mindsets, what do you do? Probably time to go. Positive people like positive people. And misery loves some company. So when you're dating someone, make sure they have a positive mindset. But you better have one too. Because if you're negative and you go out on a date with someone who's positive, it ain't going to happen. Remember this. Your happiness should never be reduced at the expense of others. Because those who want you around want you happy. So be happy. Take these tips, apply them to your life, and your next relationship, I promise you, will be better than the last. Good luck and have a good evening.